The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Brand Strategy Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about everything that you need to know to make sure that your brand resonates with your team and your clients. Each day this week, we're going to talk about the process of building a brand that not only resonates with your team, but helps you scale your business in a way that makes sense to your clients. Joining me today is one of the most influential brand marketers that I've ever run across in my career. Alex Chrisman is the founder of Ulta, which is a brand and creative strategy consultant that I hired to help me develop a brand at a startup I worked on called Handle. So far this week, Alex and I have talked about defining your brand, how to figure out who you are, setting your strategy, figuring out what are the guidelines for your brand. And then yesterday we talked about converting your brand into creative, actually building the assets that visualize and articulate what your brand is about. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about brand marketing, how to take those assets and put them out into the wild so they're most effective. All right, here's the fourth part of my conversation with Alex Chrisman, founder of Alta. Alex, welcome back to Brand Strategy Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Ben. Excited to continue the conversation. We've talked about everything from, all right, who are we? All the way to what font do we pick? What does our icon use? How much padding is around it? All of the really designy stuff. My takeaway from this is everybody can go create a logo. 99designs just got bought yesterday selling logos for like, what, 150 bucks? You can go into Fiverr. The MarTech podcast logo costs $35. That's not hard. Making something that has intentionality and building a cohesive brand that is extensible and flexible, but also fits with what your organization wants is challenging and requires leadership from the top. When you finally get the package put together of what your brand's going to look like, what your iconography is, what your imagery is, what your logo looks like, what your typeface is, blah, 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 all these different pieces of creative, your style guide, let's call it. How do you take that style guide and figure out where to put it? How do you turn your brand into brand marketing? It's highly contextual. You could say that if you're in a position where you're making these choices, you already need to have a deep understanding of the business that you're in. And that's going to differ wildly between different sectors or different products. And the secret sauce to brand is really just that you have to show up everywhere consistently and on concept. It doesn't matter if you're talking about your portfolio of products or 
a campaign that you're doing, all of it needs to dovetail into one big sort of sum total of the brand. So when you start thinking about, yeah, where do we show up? The question is more like, how do we show up in the places we're already doing our work, but in a more appropriate way? When you're thinking about where brands should show up, you're actually talking about like business development, right? You're not talking about like advertising. And that's where there's a little bit of a definitional distinction that I've wrestled with through my career where a brand often gets sort of sandwiched under this customer-centric perspective that sits in the marketing department. But more frequently, I end up working directly with C-suite because what we're talking about is you know, big directional decisions made internal to the company that are sort of focused on where we want to go in 10 years and driving the conversation rather than letting the customers lead completely. So I do think that there's an interplay there between not taking the Henry Ford thing. If you asked a customer what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse and we gave them a car. You know, I mean, I don't think it's that internally derived. You have to meet your customers where they are and give them what they're asking for. I think of brand marketing, and maybe it's my experience working at eBay about 15 years ago, where there was an internet marketing team, which had your performance marketing channels, your SEO team, your affiliates. I I worked on partnerships that were internet marketing partnerships. Then there was a separate brand team. And the brand team did things like television advertising, maybe some radio, possibly some print PR was on the brand team. It's all the things that were not directly attributable to a click. And when you think about what brand marketing is today, to me, that gets sandwiched into taking all the creative assets and that style guide that we put together, talking about what our brand is, and putting it place and marketing it in places that we can't calculate what actually happens. When your clients think about brand marketing, do they have the same approach or they think about brand marketing a different way? So definitionally, you're right that when you talk about brand marketing, you're talking about any place where there's not a directly attributable revenue generation to the thing that you're doing. You're talking about things like creating cumulative awareness and recall for people. But my customers, when we're talking about brand, and I mean, this is even thinking about the time I spent at Patagonia, you know, there's efforts that are brand efforts, but they're not necessarily always labeled as such, right? I mean, they've done incredible activism projects. $10 million contributions to funding the preservation of wild lands, for instance, right? All the way down to printing, most recently, you know, vote the assholes out on the back of the tag, right? Is that a true story? Did they do that? Oh, yeah. Check it out. It was in the news like last week. Hilarious. Yeah. And all of that stuff contributes to brand, right? But none of those things would explicitly be called brand marketing. So the space that I play in is really foundational where I'm trying to figure out how do we get people into a mindset where they're doing that stuff consistently across the whole company rather than saying, let's deploy assets to market. And I know that I'm kind of dodging your question a bit. The thing that you're asking about is that sort of a narrow cut of the brand perspective. And I think that you would lose a lot of these opportunities if you were just looking for channels. I wouldn't think of the back of the tag on the clothing as a brand channel, but it's something that got them so much press. I think that the way that you think of brand is more of an all-encompassing effect every part of the organization, not just as a marketing tool. Now, it's funny, when I started my consulting business, I know I've mentioned this multiple times, I ripped off your brand development, or you know, I'm not sure if you called it brand development, but I did, but the tactics of going to the customers, the clients, interviewing the C-suite and, and everyone in the organization, distilling down their information, coming up with a brand strategy document, presenting it, and that should influence the creative. 
The second part of that strategy for me was going to the customers and asking them how they felt about the class of products or services, how they felt about the brand, where they look for information about these types of brand. What A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Influences their decision-making behavior. And then taking that, originally we overlapped what the customer's sentiment was to make sure that it was resonating against, you know, there was an overlapping Venn diagram with what the company was trying to accomplish. But out of those conversations also comes, hey, people are looking for their fashion retail purchases on Instagram. We should probably try to get our brand to have a presence on Instagram. Or people consider New York to be the center of the fashion world. Maybe it's LA. I don't know. I'm not that fashionable. But we should have a billboard in those cities, right? Like your customers will help you figure out where you should make your brand presence. And that's actually what separated, I think, our two consulting practices. I broke my practice into brand development and marketing strategy, which is taking the brand and figuring out where to put it to drive business results. And I think that you are more centered around the creative development and making sure that the brand feels authentic, looks authentic, and is able to describe itself. I'm just not that creative. No, no. And I mean, a lot of my focus has been on product over the years. And this is part of where the breadth of brand becomes apparent that like it does usually get siloed depending on the culture of the organization into one of these existing disciplines. But really, it's a nice example that it should be cross-cutting in all of these places. It's really like a CEO. You brought this up early on. It's really sort of a CEO skill set, a CEO role for somebody to be imparting this kind of leadership to the rest of the company. And it speaks to the fact that it needs to come from so high up that it needs to be cross-cutting in the way that you approach everything from finance to marketing to product development. All of that should be focused on, are we showing up in the right places? And again, Patagonia, they moved all their banking. They were divesting from banking institutions that had holdings that didn't support their values, right? I mean, that thorough stuff that like when you scratch the surface, really strong brands 
all the way to the core, past the visibility of the customer, are still showing up in the right places, doing the right things. And when you discover them, that's the thing that drives a really sticky relationship for a customer. I think it's the stuff that you're like, look, these guys really walk the walk. They really talk the talk beyond just the places where they're talking to me. You seem to really like the Patagonia brand, but we're going to come back to that in a second. Sure. For the marketers in the room that are listening to this saying, okay, brand is not just a facet of marketing and it's something that affects the entire organization. That's great. How should marketers think about promoting their brand? How should they think about preserving their brand? And where does brand fit into a marketing strategy? I think that it's an opportunity for them to expand their reach. As a marketing professional, you're going to be the person who's the vanguard for brand in the organization. You're going to be the one who's the most well-positioned to leverage creative. And I think that using this kind of mindset is a good opportunity for a you know, an ambitious creative marketing director who's brand-minded to reach out into different silos of the company and start putting that viewpoint. For instance, what do we put on the back of the hang tag on the jacket? using it as an opportunity to expand it from what you would think of as traditionally just sort of brand marketing. The other big thing that I've pushed with clients is practice, not speech. Like we're not talking about the thing that we're going to do. We're just showing up and doing it and using that to attract attention. So I was talking to somebody about this a little while ago that I think of brand strategy kind of more akin to like rewriting your resume than to advertising. Because the thing that you're telling them has to be based in reality. It has to be the best version of what you actually are, as opposed to just being able to tell them wildly any huge promise that maybe doesn't get delivered on completely. So I think there are politicians that might disagree with you about saying everything that they've done <laughs> without actually delivering anything. Okay, fair. But that's another conversation for another Ben Shapiro's podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that what you're looking for is like, where can we put things into practice that are remarkable so that we don't have to embellish the storytelling about our organization? And that's always my particular lens that I look at brand through. I know that that's not necessarily everyone's. But again, if you have things in practice that are attention worthy, it's easier to garner attention than it is to go out and try to push it. There's one thing that you said that I want to go back to, which is brand marketing is a marketing activity that you do that is unattributable towards revenue, right? And and the way that it's counted should be in awareness points and consideration and things that you have to survey to get a general gist of how you're doing. I don't necessarily agree. I think that brand marketing activities are marketing activities that are not directly attributable to revenue in real time. I think that brand marketing activities take time to develop and they show up in your marketing analytics in things like your direct traffic, in things like your organic search, right? Searches for your brand term. And really, it's all the like that other bucket of like, oh, we just got some extra sales, but people went directly to our website. Well, how did they figure out how to go directly to your website? It's not like they learned about your brand through thin air. That was your brand marketing. And, you know, the lifts in those type of channels are not things that are measured in seconds, minutes, and hours. They're measured in months, years, and decades. It's a long game for sure. And points well taken. It is visible. It's difficult to directly attribute. I think that there are analytics, like you're saying, that sort of point to the lift that you're getting from brand, but the places where you actually see brand value is at like the M&A level, right? I mean, that's where you get massive boosts to the, the valuation of the company where executives pay attention, where X number of dollars placed on brand, but it's all sort of lumped into intangible value in the transaction. 
but there are cases to be made in brand finance for how you value it, right? I mean, some people calculate it as a price premium over alternatives. Are you able to charge more or do you garner more sales than your competitors? And there are a lot of ways to slice that and break it down and try to attribute it. Totally agree. But I think that, as you say, they're not as directly attributable as conversions, click-throughs, those kinds of things. Taking your brand, figuring out where to put in the wild and figuring out how to evaluate it is a topic that is very nuanced, obviously going to be very brand specific, and at times can be difficult, if not impossible, to really come up with a single number to evaluate what the effort of your brand marketing is. And that's what makes marketing not only a science, but an art and a science where you can create a distinct, unique brand that drives a positive impact to your business. But it is a little subjective and it is hard to calculate exactly what that impact is in real time. And so the value of a brand at times can be unmeasurable. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Alex Chrisman, the founder of Alta. If you'd like to hear more of Alex's tips to building a great brand, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when I have a surprise for Alex in terms of what our topic is going to be. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Alex, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can go to his company's website, which is alta.co, A-L-T-A dot C-O. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J. A-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.